Welcome to the latest edition of the Bruin Bible. Will Decker, your host, joined by the first person that ever decided to come on to the Bruin Bible, Mr. Mike Regalado, one of the best people within the Bruin space to follow. Make sure you're throwing him a follow. That's his Twitter username right there on the right. Iron Mike, what is going on, brother? It's great to see you as always, man. Thank you, sir. That was, that was a great introduction. And I got to say, like, I, uh, uh, I, I, I don't have your the ferocity as you do. You're churning stuff out too, and you guys have grown so much, uh, it, like even in, just in the last few months. So again, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me as the very first guest uh, on the Bruin Bible. And uh, yeah, it's just there's a lot of good talk to be had. There's it, it's such an interesting and weird um, entrance into this new season. And you know, like you say, we're going to get into that. But uh, again, thank you for having me. Dude, of course, man. And it feels right to kind of start the season off and kind of do some predictions with you. Uh, you know, I think the viewers know a lot of my views when it comes down to it. So I'm interested to hear a lot of your takes when it comes to the positions. You know, what areas you're comfortable with, what areas you're a little bit concerned about when it comes to the Bruins, and kind of just learning what you think about the Bruins' chances at success, uh, you know, coming into 2023. I think the obvious place we got to start, Mike. I think everyone's kind of got an opinion on the quarterback battle. It's kind of the big topic at hand, if you will. A lot of people are pushing for Dante Moore to start. And, you know, I want the best quarterback to trot out there, whoever that is for this season. We want to have that quarterback in for UCLA. If you do start Dante, you got to live with some of the freshman mistakes, in my opinion, that come with it. And this team is damn talented. I think this might be the most talented team Chip has had from top to bottom at his time at UCLA. So where do you stand on it? Because Garbers has been kind of waiting in the wings. He looked the best quarterback in spring ball. You know, we can't really watch some of the fall practices to kind of see where the quarterback competition is. But are you in favor of starting more, or would you want to go with Garbers when it comes down to the QB battle for the UCLA Bruins? I, 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 that's just interesting because, like you're saying, you know, the, he, you'll have freshman mistakes from more if he starts. But for those that saw him in spring – Sure, God, and that and that was him being raw. Um, I know, I know. To uh, Division One football, but still, the fact that he looked like one of the two best quarterbacks uh, in spring, That's seventeen years old, a lot, yeah, and uh, yeah, as you said, we were not able to see. You know, we see them throwing, you know, five yard outs, you know, you know, fake handoff, you know, in drills, five yard outs. So that doesn't doesn't give us a lot. Occasionally, they'll have. Uh, um, pass catching lines where, you know, they're able to throw 20, 30, 40 yards. And occasionally you can see, you know, uh, what kind of arm these guys have, but uh, yeah, it's been, you know, I would, I would say it, it was deadlocked between Garbers and, and um, uh, more uh, at the end of spring, but just seeing what Schley has done, seeing some of the videos that UCLA football puts out, seeing what Justin Martin can do. That kid is. Yeah fast he's very versatile like I, there's a legitimate chance that the that Schley and and um uh, uh martin could could you know be, be one of the uh, top two options but 
uh, as it stands, you know, I, I think you got to go with, uh, you know, Dante Moore does look like he has all the talent in the world. Um, but Ethan Garbers also knows this offense and you can't really, um, you, you can't fake experience. You can't fake, uh, uh, you know, understanding the playbook, you know, especially in Chip Kelly's uh, system. It, I've, I've asked so many players this, uh, this fall camp about what they, especially guys like Carson Steele, um, Josiah Norwood, the receivers, like how, how hard is it to pick up this playbook? And a lot of them are like, it's, difficult but they do a really good job of from what they say they do a really good job of breaking it down and getting them to understand exactly what is needed <clears throat> for this offense to hum and you you you, you said it <coughs> excuse me you said it earlier there's a possibility this could be a, a much more talented team than last year and that says a lot considering they had dtr who's killing it with the browns it's my boy um and zach charbonnet who's just smashing fools you know it's like this guy's yeah. a rookie, and, and he's like just pounded dudes um so how do you you know replace that? Well, there's talent among the the, the quarterbacks. Uh, there's talent with the running backs, and I have faith in Tim Drevno getting that offensive line together. So, yeah, a lot of questions, but nothing. There we don't have the questions that we did like maybe in year one or two. Like how are they gonna you know how's the offensive line gonna work? You know who's gonna be a quarter? Oh, are they gonna be able to get their reads? No, they they're we're way beyond that. Chip Kelly has a deep roster, and he's been working on it for five years. Even the transfers, they'll get a chance. I mean, look at what he's done with transfers so far. It's it's just been amazing. Yeah. I mean, you look at what they've done with the transfers, whether it's Charbonnet, whether it's Liatu Latu, whether it's Sturdivant, who we're going to be able to see for the first time. You know, it's going to be a, a long, long process for UCLA this year. And just seeing how we can roll out these guys and a long, long process for defenses to kind of evaluate what they can bring to the table. So you've kind of been interacting with Chip you know, on these practices and things like that. Give me your gut feeling. Like who are some of the players that have stood out to chip uh, that he's kind of mentioned in reference. He doesn't give away a lot, but you've been around him, you know, for years at this point, you have your inklings, uh, you know, your intuitions, if you will, on some of the players that chip is impressed with who are those players and what, you know, TJ Harden comes up a lot and uh, actually a lot of the, uh, you know, Obviously, Carson Steele with everything that he did, but uh, just just from if you haven't been uh, for anybody that hasn't been reading, uh, listening, watching UCLA football content like the LA, uh, the, the, the Bruin Bible, the What's Bruin Show, um, Bro 24-7 Sports, all of them, LA Times, um, there was all a consensus that the that the uh, that Carson Steele um wasn't there yet and he and even he kind of admitted it too uh especially in fall he goes he's getting it but it did take a while for him to understand it which is even more understandable why tj harden it just was looking so damn good but then you have uh, the thing about especially with you know again with transfers you have steel you get anthony atkins another huge dude like an almost fullback like uh, a force and you know i was kind of like looking at the comparisons they are so much bigger this year than last year. I think uh, I should have brought up the stats. It was something like, I think they have nine players that are over 200 pounds, whereas opposed to last year, they had six. Uh, This this last year, I think maybe they had two or three guys who were over six foot and over 225 pounds. This year they have uh, something like seven, something like that. So they are clearly bigger. Uh, That's something that Chip Kelly has addressed. He goes, we, (laughs) he said, we, we basically want everyone to look like, uh, um, uh, Deshaun Foster. And I'm like, there you go. 
you cannot lose with that. Uh, so it's just been, you know, just interesting to seeing, uh, you know, not only who he he talks about, but you know how he talks about him, how they're understanding what they need uh, uh, help with. Uh, he's huge on uh, Latu, but it, he he kind of talks about him like you guys already know about him. He's a great football player. Um, here here are other guys that are doing you know really well, like Darius Moisau. He's talked about him, yeah, who I think good. is going to be huge. Yeah, and uh, you know like Devin Kirkwood, Jordan Jordan uh, Anderson, guys who he's all just not just touched upon but really goes in depth into why um why they're doing well or why it won't take long for them to do well yeah that's good to hear about kirkwood too because i think if he can ascend to closer to his ceiling as a player at ucla that's going to help the secondary because i think he's got the highest ceiling of any of those players back yeah. there on the back side uh you alluded to it earlier the offensive line uh people have their questions and concerns when it comes down to it it's hard to replace guys like Gaines and mafia on the guard position for yeah. sure NFL players, guys that were ranked two of the top 10 guards in the entire country last year, according to PFF and their grading system. So where do you stand on the offensive line? You know, we were able to get Spencer Holstead, who's out there. Uh, Jake Wiley transferring from Colorado. Kadir Kauna, you know, offensive lineman from Old Dominion coming in there. And then we got the Duke Clemens and the Garrett DeGiorgios coming back into the fold. But outside of those guys, the thing that I'm worried about the most is the depth behind the offensive line. A lot of unproven talent back there. Yeah. I loved the job Tim Drevno did last year, but I think he's got his work cut out for him this year as a Tim Drevno believer. Where do you stand on this offensive line, Mike? You know, I, I, I became a, a, a believer last year at uh, Pac-12 Media Day 2022. I asked John Gaines, you know, with losing, who do they lose? Alec Anderson, I believe it was. And, and, um, Anderson, Sean Ryan, and Justin Ryan. Fry, the coach. Yeah. 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 So they lose, you know, huge components of their offensive line. And I asked him, and he just looks at me, you know, just dead on. He's like, it'll be, it'll, it'll be seamless. I'm like, really? Okay. Um, I had, I had some questions there, but he, 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 he proved us all right. I mean, at the end of the year, um, I forget what the award was, but UCLA's offensive line was, was uh, one of the semifinalists, I believe, for the best offensive line in the country. That says a lot. It also says, you know, the numbers say a lot, too. The fact that they were number one in the, in, in the nation in yards per carry, 6.0 yards per carry, number one in the nation. Uh, eighth, I believe, in total offense, sixth in uh, um, rushing yards just an amazing job. And especially like, again, they, they lose NFL talent and here we are again, losing NFL talent, uh, as you said, Mafi gains. Um, but you have guys like DeGiorgio, uh, who's looking really good. Uh, uh, Duke Clemens, who's just, just an absolute stud, just, just a leader yeah. on that line and um, plugging in the, the, the gaps. I don't think will be a problem, especially with some of the guys that have been in the program. Uh, others that, uh, that, that, that uh, maybe transfer in or the freshmen, might need a little bit of time, but you know, as you say, you know, Kadir looks really good. Uh, Wiley looks like a freaking beast. That I think yeah. was a really good pickup. Uh, he he looks really good so far. So I, I have a lot of faith in in Tim Drevno. Um, it's just I'm just waiting to see who's quarterback. <laughs> I think that's the big key. That's the question everyone's asking for UCLA, and you know that that starting five, what they could cobble together. I think they would use a combination of all of those guys in some respect that we've listed out. Because the backups, it's like Bruno Fina, uh, you know, uh, Caleb Walker's back there. A couple guys that you, you're familiar with but really haven't had the reps to yeah. be confident in. So I think they're going to cobble together 
some version of that. It may require, you know, Wiley moving to guard, which was rumored at some point, you know, different things like that. But yeah, we'll see what happens, man. Have you actually been able to speak to kind of pivot here to DeAnton Lynn, uh, the defensive coordinator? What are your impressions of him and why should UCLA fans be excited about DeAnton Lynn? Um, when did we speak to him? Spring. We haven't spoken to him in fall camp yet. Uh, okay. But he he's a guy who was just he 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 was sharp on all of his answers. Um, obviously, he didn't want to give a lot away. You know, a lot of people questioned like, oh, he was only as a, a safeties coach uh, with the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, sure, might not have been a, a defensive coordinator, but uh, it says a lot to be around uh, so many people like that. Especially, he comes from a football family. Um, it just having. That not he, not cockiness, definitely no coach prime here, but having that confidence, which is rubbing off on his players. And a, a lot of them, uh, a lot of them have said that he, he he's, they're basically running the same defense, just with a few tweaks here and there. And the tweaks that he's bringing, um, at least according to the guys, seem favorable to improving the overall uh, uh, uh hopefully beast that will be the, the, uh, the defensive line, because it, it has been a lot about uh, execution. I believe uh, it, it didn't help that, you know, rest in peace, Bill McGovern uh, was not there for what, four or five games at the end of last season, they were doing yeah. something they were doing really good. And the defense kind of dropped off and it, it is a little tough to have coaching by committee. You know, when you're it, now that we know, you know, he unfortunately had cancer. You, you, you know, I'm sure the coaches had that in the back of their mind too. Like, Oh, damn we had, we're, we'll pull this out for you unfortunately on the field it didn't happen but one thing you can't uh, I, I think i said this earlier too one thing you can't develop um you, you you can't just have is experience you need to go through yeah. that um i guess you can develop that uh, but <laughs> but to have that to have that experience to have uh you know that you know game by game by game um you know uh, uh workflow uh, that consistency is huge and UCLA is returning so many guys. I am so excited for this defensive line. The edges, uh, yeah, Murphy, man. Murphy's Latu, uh, Carl jo- Carl Jones looks swole, dude. He looks huge. Just getting <laughs> him back, man. Like just the depth we're gonna have at linebacker too. I oh mean, Toronto so coming back. You yeah, know, Carl Jones, Muasaus, your John John Vons, your Oladeja. I mean, we just have a very deep room there in the defensive mm. line at least under chip. And I went out and made a proclamation that a lot of people in UCLA, you know, fandom were not happy with where I said, this could be the best UCLA line if they reached their ceiling, maybe of all time. And a lot of people point back to 2013 and different things like that. 2014, 15, uh, you know, they had a lot of NFL talent. Mm. But what I would argue on that is Eddie Vander does miss the entire season. If you may remember, yeah. he played yeah. one game, he played one game. So you do have your detone Jones, Kenny Clark, not going to take anything away from that. Kenny Clark, absolute stud at UCLA. Yeah. We obviously know what Anthony Barr did. But in terms of production, I'm not talking about NFL talent, but production. Mm. So we're talking about the best line as a college unit, not what they did in the pros. Yeah. I think this unit can really do something special this year. You know, I think Toya is going to have a breakout season. Keanu Williams, you know, Gary Smith's coming back. Gary Smith is a rotational defensive tackle. Like yeah. not even starting, that's a win right there. That's a great player. Yeah. Uh, Murphy Twins, as you mentioned, and Latu. You know, who's to say this guy missed two straight years, Mike, of playing football and rolled out a double digit sack season? Who's to say he can't even outperform that 
this season. So talk to me about the defensive line because I'm I'm over the moon about what they can potentially break. Yeah, because you have uh, you know you talked about it like the the, <clears throat> the defensive line as it is, its strength are the edges. You yeah. just have four guys who will get after it and are going to get after it, and you know having one on each and then having two solid backups, if, if not guys who can, you know, <clears throat> just be swapped in whenever needed, that's, that's just going to be killer. And I hope, you know, UCLA becomes one of the, um, a better uh, sack teams uh, uh, in the nation. But, uh, you know, I was a little worried about, like you were talking about, like the, the interior, how's Jay Toya going to do? How's, um, oh, excuse me, um, Keanu no, Williams, Harry Smith, uh, uh, Devin, um, help you. Yep. He's looked really good to me. <clears throat> and I think, you know, they look a little bit faster and just working um, together in unison, not just having that hybrid um, spot, that outside linebacker slash defensive end spot. Uh, I think the fact that this, this camp, they've combined that hybrid spot, the edge with the interior linemen, they're all working together. I think that's going to bring some cohesiveness and, and allow uh, the linebackers, you know, allow Ken Norton to do what he does with his uh, line linebacking crew, which is also freaking deep. Um, that's, that's the one, that's the thing that I, that really excites me. This team has been together. You know, a lot of these guys have been together one, two, maybe three seasons and there's so much experience and having Danton Lynn come in and put it all together. I think that might be the missing piece. I'm not going to, I'm not saying that they're going to be elite, but I, I am, I'm predicting that they're going to be, not just uh, uh, over, you know, 100 in the rankings, but I, I think they could be like in the 50s, 40s, 50s. <clears throat> I think this is going to be the best defense that Chip has had. Just knowing what the front seven is, banking on the second. I mean, I've said this for the past few years, but Jalen Davies really came alive at the end yeah. of last season. Uh, Jordan Anderson having a veteran back there that, you know, a lot of different schools wanted. Um, Alex Johnson was a guy that I just see is always in the right place at the right time when it comes to being a defensive back for UCLA. And then like, if Kirkwood can reach his ceiling, like how is that not a better defensive back room? You know what I mean? Yeah. So with that front seven, I really am pleased with it. Uh, Iron Mike, I know you've been gracious with your time. I've got two part question to kind of finish off for you. First question, offensive and defensive player for you that will break out for UCLA and two, I think I saw a snippet of this, so maybe your Twitter followers have seen it like I have. But give me your record. What's the record prediction for UCLA this year? Um, let me go with the offensive defensive players. I, I really think TJ Harden is going to yep. have one hell of a year. Oh, yeah. I think he's oh, yeah. just going to, um, <clears throat> you know, I don't want to say get Heisman recognition, but just from what we saw in the last two games, I think, what was it? He had something like maybe 150 total yards in those last two games last season out of 250 <laughs> for the season, uh, he, he really came out, uh, had, had like a breakout party those last two games. And is just looking the part, um, you know, in both of these last two camps. So I think uh, he's going to be um, the offensive guy, you know, if not like Garbers or, 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 or more who just comes out and just like tears apart, you know, the PAC 12, but uh, I'm, I'm going with TJ Harden for offense defense. Got to go with the boy Latu. Just such a great story. Came back from a medical red shirt, was comeback player of the year. And as you said, yeah, he had a double digit uh, sacks, 10.5, uh, 12.5 tackles for a loss. What was he, six in the nation in, in sacks per game? Uh, I think that's just going to improve. Uh, and as well as the record, 
It's really weird because I think it's going to be the same as last year. I have UCLA coming in at six, but with a nine and three record. Just like last year, I think it's just going to be so tight at the top, and that the bottom half is just going to be, you know, guys, teams that are just going to take punches. Like, I'm sorry, Colorado, but it's just not happening for you this year. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think as I have it, I have USC winning the Pac 12 with a 10 and 2 record, Washington right behind them with a 10 and 2 record, and then a four white tie, although broken down by um, tiebreakers, is uh, Utah, Oregon, Oregon State, and UCLA all with a 9 and 3 record. I like it. I think where I'm at with it is if UCLA can beat Utah. And I know it's tough. Yeah. And Rising's going to be coming back, working through some injuries at that point. You know, we don't know how healthy he's going to be to start the season. I know we heard at media day, everything looked good, but you don't know until you see it, especially with one of those serious injuries that he sustained with the lower body. If they can beat Utah, I think they're going to go 11 and 1. I think that this is the nice. year. You know, I've. <laughs> I think it's, I think there's a case for it, man. Oh, no, no doubt. It's, it's so weird because it's like so many people are counting out UCLA just because, Oh, do you lose DTR and Charbonnet? We don't know who the quarterback is. Yeah. I don't think that, that it matters in a lot, especially if you're reading all of the LA outlets that UCLA outlets, there's just so much good stuff coming from everybody about how there's, like you said, it's so deep. Um, but yeah, it's so funny. And, and some of it is to kind of troll some of the UCLA fans, but I, like, I, the fact that people don't know that I'm kidding is, is pretty hilarious in and of itself. But I have this theory, the happy Chip Kelly theory, <clears throat> where the happier he gets, the more games he wins. And yeah. he's, he's been, yeah, he's, you were there, uh, uh, during, uh, media day. How chipper was he? He was unbelievable. Very just like, I, I kind of wanted to say, Hey coach, let's all get a beer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. And, and I was, you know, just putting it all over the Twitter. I'm like, Oh, happy, happy chip Kelly. This team's going 11 and one. And, uh, but no, I, I just, with uh, all seriousness, I do tend to be a lot more optimistic than I probably should be. Uh, but not, but not by too much, but uh, I'm going to play it safe just because there's just so much good offense in the pac 12 this year. It, it sucks that it's going to break up next year. Cause I would like to see how all of these teams go at each other. Obviously UCLA, USC, Washington, and Oregon are going to be uh, intact. That's um, the thing though. They don't play Washington and Oregon. That's what makes me feel confident. Oh, yeah. yeah exactly. what USC does too. Yeah. Yeah. So like my thing is they got to get past Utah and Kyle Whittingham. You, I would put him as the best coach in the pac 12 period right now. Yeah. Even what he's doing with the amount of recruits that he has, the the lack of four to five star talent that he's able to churn out each and every year, a very, very competitive football program. If they escape that, they're 11 and one. If they lose that game, I think I'm with you on the nine and three prediction. I think yeah. that's more of a fair <clears throat> estimate, especially with Moore, because as great as Dante Moore is, I think we have to be a little realistic as well for a first year starter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to, you know, cramp on anyone's parade or anything like that. But, yeah, but I just, from what I know with Dante Moore and every freshman, all the true fresh or all the freshman quarterbacks that have really kind of come in and blossomed at the college football level, I would say the majority of them were redshirted. So they'd been there for a year. They'd kind of bided their time. They were able to learn the offense, learn all the in, ins and outs, found the receivers they liked. Your Johnny Manziel's, your, you know, Jameis Winston's, all these different types of people that came in as redshirt freshmen really made a difference. So I guess that's where I'm at when it comes down to it. But man, 11 and one sounds damn good to me. I don't know what you think about that, Mike. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> you're kidding. The, the entire UCLA fan base would be over the moon. There'll be like three holdouts who are like, well, they should have won that last one. <laughs> it's like, 
Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, that's, I, I, when, when I look at teams saying like, Oh, UCLA is only going to go six and six this year. I'm like, I don't think so. I don't think so. It, also the, the schedule is kind of pretty easy. I'm not going to, I'm not going to skirt around that. That's a pretty easy schedule. But uh, other than that, it's, these, these are winnable games, all of them. Yeah. I mean, Arizona is going to be a dog fight. Um, you know, trying to look at Oregon state is going to be a beast on the road. I'm not, you know, discrediting anything they're doing. I think Jonathan Smith's doing a phenomenal job when it comes to building the program at Oregon state. But for where I stand right now, I just think this team is too talented to not have a chance at the program record. Once again, of double digit wins, I think the world is sleeping on UCLA and I think we're going to wake him up with a damn alarm clock. Iron Mike. Great to see you as always, dude. Uh, Uh, Let's get together, man. Mm -hmm. We do a tailgate. Uh, out in uh you know at, outside some of the games oh, it's doing a live show a live <laughs> show with some of those so if you want to come by and you know talk some bruins before some of the games let me know brother it's great to see you as always you know really quickly um we we, we started this little segment and so i'll ask you especially since uh, you, you've asked me similar you know off football questions uh we started the segment on the what's Bruins show uh what what are you listening to lately so what are you listening uh, to lately Man, well, let me pull up my Spotify. I want to make sure. <laughs> How much time do we have? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I you know I love the music stuff. Oh, right? exactly. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's so. that's the great thing about it, especially when you could bond on stuff other than football with your football reporting compatriots. Um, yeah, and just talk about other other you know stuff other than football. It's fantastic. So, man, this can go one of two ways. So mm-hmm. I listen a lot of. I'm a huge rap fan, so I'm mm-hmm. listening to like. Uh, you know, new ASAP Rocky, new Anderson Pack. Um, he's good. Love, love Anderson Pack. I'm actually yeah. seeing him on Thursday. Outcast. Oh, but you know what pop song? I think this will either like. I feel like you're gonna hate this just because I know your background. But it came <laughs> up on shuffle. It's a pretty good song. It's been in my rotation. It's "I'm Like a Bird" by Nelly Furtado. Believe it or not, I love Nelly. She, I, she, she, yeah, she's very yeah, talented, she's man. Good. Yeah, no, I am snobby with 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 the with the pop songs, but uh, Nelly Furtado, that's a solid song. I know, yeah. So that's kind of a song that's been going on for me. Give me the lowdown. Of what you've been listening to, man? I've been uh, a few months ago. A friend told me about this band Idols, and they kind of <clears throat> it's really weird because it's they're not really rap or rock. <clears throat> they have heavy beats, heavy guitar, and all that, but it's a, like an like a Cockney Scotsman, a Cockney Englishman, uh, kind of like rapping. That's a little addictive. Idols is pretty fun. Uh, I've been on a blur kick. They just uh, had oh, yeah. a, a new album last month, but at the same time, their self-titled uh, the Orange album. Uh, I've that's that's on heavy rotation too. And uh, that's Damon Alburn, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the mastermind behind Gorillas. Yeah, yeah. Did and, you see uh, the video he did with Zane Lowe where he played how the beat for a few uh, not feel good ink? What was their yes. What oh, was their, uh, their their first single? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Clint Eastwood. Do you see how he made that? He, he had like a pre-recorded machine. Where he <laughs> yeah. kind of freestyle. It was like, so what? cool. That was it? Yeah, that was awesome. That was pretty Zay cool. Lowe's mind just like exploded in the room. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Uh, but dude, great to see you as always, man. Let's listen to some music soon. Let's get the Bruins sure. going this season. Uh, say what up to Jake for me and let's get on the show uh, sometime soon again. Will do. Awesome. Well, Bruin Bible, we are officially out. Have a great rest of your evening. Look forward to speaking with you guys soon. 
Bruin Bible listeners, we've got a special sponsor uh, for today's episode. It is AG1. AG1 has been something that I've really enjoyed using in my spare time. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole-source food nutrients in one scoop that you can use into your water. You stir it up. I use it before my workouts, before I start my day, and it has totally given me the energy I need to do the little things in life, like going to work, getting extra, you know, an extra boost, a second wind, if you will, for a workout before I play pickleball with my friends. Just it puts you in a good spirit of mind and you know you're doing the healthiest possible thing by putting AG1 in your body. Make sure to check us out and get a special deal with the Bruin Bible. It's www.drinkag1.com slash Bruin Bible to get the special deal that we provide. Once again, www.drinkag1.com slash Bruin Bible to get that special deal. Now, back to the Bruin Bible. 